Welcome back. Happy New Year. Life in Cyber. Let's do this. Alright guys, welcome to our prediction episode. We're gonna predict some stuff happening this year. I'm gonna Who wants to go first? Shanna's wrong, so he can go first. Nah. The Nintendo console is going to be released. The new Switch 2 is going to come out. People are going to hate it. It is going to be underpowered, as with all other other consoles, and the only thing that is going to keep them afloat is Hentai and Pokemon. I disagree on one that piece of prediction. that, which is I don't think it's going to get released. I think it's just going to get announced. But everything else you had to I say is absolutely accurate. No, I think, you know, the last the last quarter, Christmas time, it's going to hit. That way they can get all of the profit. Yeah. They're going to announce like two or three games with it. Spring announcement and time for the holidays release. September, October. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I'm leaning on to the release, though. Or, or the, the the reveal, not the release. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to those guns. Stick to them. Speaking of Nintendo, one of my predictions: there's gonna be some gaming consolidation of companies, and Nintendo will finally buy Sega. Calling it. It's happening. Sega. While we're on the gaming topic, I'm gonna say I think EA is gonna get bought out this year. There's been a massive consolidation with Activision Blizzard underneath Microsoft. EA is a giant, but they're not giant enough to compete with that. So I I think EA is going to be seeking an acquisition just like they did in 2022 where Disney was talking about it and didn't didn't follow through. I think it's going to happen this year. I think we're going to get a couple gaming giants and it's going to be bad for everyone. So do you think Microsoft is going to be the buyer on that one? No, please no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who because that would go into my prediction that (laughs) Microsoft is going to duck out of the console war and go strictly software. Mm. Their games haven't been all that great this year. They've been losing the console wars. The technology in the console is great. Just nobody is buying them. It's because they don't have a good, uh, what's the word that gaming lineup. They just don't have good titles. Yeah, they don't have a really good gaming yeah. lineup. Although the they have Call of Duty, the, and that's the Game Pass it. concept is awesome, but they need better titles for it. And that's not just like, well, let's gobble up the ones that already exist. Like the problem is, you're not getting any new titles. You're only giving us old shit. I got an Xbox like a month ago, and I've, I've been trying to figure out what games to play, and all I see is shit from ten years ago. I don't want to replay the games I already did. I want to play new stuff. New Xbox. stuff like GTA Six. Where's Halo like 17? Where is it? <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> no, we, we're waiting for Call of Duty 37, so don't worry about it. That's going to happen. No. I think GTA 6 is going to finally be released, but people aren't going to be happy with it. They're not going to be able to live up to the hype of having GTA 5 on every single console, except for the Switch. Rockstar pisses me off because they always put the put it on PC like two years later. <laughs> Stop that shit. That's your number one gaming experience. Didn't they do the same thing with God of War? They do it with every game they put up. God of War, the new release, not Ragnarok, but the one before that is the only God of War that has been released on PC. 
all of the ones before that were PlayStation exclusives. I think uh, PlayStation really lost out when they didn't make that console specific. Ragnarok, isn't that where Thor lives? <laughs> yes. It's an event. That, that's, <laughs> that's kind of event. the whole thing about that game. <laughs> ah, so out of it. You should try it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change away from gaming no, for a minute, no, and no, I'm going to no. say I think Apple's going to announce their own generative AI competitor this year. Like, they have AI already, but not generative AI. They don't have anything that can compete with ChatGPT. And they, they're they estimating that they're going to have to spend like a billion a year to catch up from that. Uh, I think they're going to do their best to get started like ASAP because they're already really far behind. So I think we're going to see that announcement real quick. Will it still be Siri or will it be like Susan? Please don't call it Susan. Serious Black. <laughs> something like that. Serious. <laughs> Jarvis. Black so serious. <laughs> no, I think you're right on that because... I, no, 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 I think you're right on that because they even came out with VR, you know, right? Apple's trying to do their hands in AR and VR, and I think they're going to utilize it more in their cameras because they love their cameras. So, like, take a picture and have a generative AI of, like, editing your pictures right on the phone. I have a feeling you're right. It's going to be there. It's coming this year, 2024. One of my AR, one of my AR predictions is that we're going to actually start seeing – changes in the AR and the VR realm where you're going to actually be able to use your VR headset to go to therapy and counseling. Hmm. That's interesting. You could do that with a camera. <laughs> no, it's going to be, it's going to be with like an Oculus. It's going to be like better help or somebody's going to come out with it. Are sure. we going to have avatars like with the Facebook meta? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Metaverse. It needs to be VR chat. Which is, if you've ever done it, that's an absolute cesspool. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I that would make that would make you need to have therapy. <laughs> I like the idea, John, but I think that telehealth is having a hard time like catching on at the moment. And I don't know if it's because of the fact that we're just using webcams and it's just a one-to-one, face-to-face conversation. But I do see some specific types of therapy that could be done that way, right? Like there are some like immersive like therapy things where they try to do like mindfulness practices where you just have to like – when you're in the office, you just have to like close your eyes and try to imagine it. They could do something that's much more immersive that kind of removes you from the reality of like sitting in a chair and like takes you through like a, a an experience that gets you to deal with something in your brain, like a past trauma or whatever. I can yep. see that. Have you have you do in you know breathing exercise? The question is, would it get like done in mass or would it just be like a, a an experiment this year? Like, oh, it's not going to be in mass. It's definitely going to be released to the public and it will be available, mm-hmm. kind of like Teladoc, but coming soon from Headspace. <laughs> no. Coming from healthcare, I could see someone trying to start a business up with that concept and seeing where it goes, but I see it failing because the sector isn't right. Healthcare doesn't have a lot of money. Maybe if it was in pharmaceuticals, like you could create a <laughs> VR you know, headset that you could swallow or inject up your butt, it might work out that way because that's where the money is, but the actual facilities don't have the money for the equipment. Plus, you have to go into HIPAA compliance and completely down that path. You know, mm-hmm. can that device be breached? If, are people going to be listening into my sessions? In addition, well, same thing with Teladoc, right? 
Teladoc most, can be breached as well. I mean, we're talking yeah. HD, we're just talking TLS encryption. There's nothing special about it. Right. But every other year there comes out with a new method to, you know, decrypt TLS encryption. Well, and the, the prediction is and they're still trying to implement TLS 1.3. But another barrier that I see being with this is a lot of people that need the therapy don't want to go to the face to face and see people. They would rather there's a bigger following for it now to where you can message people and text people. Exactly. That's why it's ARVR. You don't actually physically look at the person. I really think there will be a following for it, but that's the prediction. There's going to be an app and there will be a methodology on it that Shannon will say. <laughs> I was going to say the prediction is that it will no, exist, I, not that it will succeed. <laughs> yeah. I think someone will try and I think it's a really good idea. I just don't think the funding is behind it. I'm a Teladoc follower. I don't remember the last time I walked into a doctor's office because I don't like doctors. But if I just need something for the kid or antibiotics or something for strep, Teladoc all the way. Why? It's cheaper. And mm -hmm. I can just go right to the pharmacy and pick it up. It's done. Yeah. It's cheaper. It's yeah. faster. Like literally I get someone on there in like five minutes or less. I love Teladoc. Yep. It also love depends it. on the location. Um, where I live, they are pretty much still stuck in the rock ages. You have to go in and see the doctor. You have to be like, see, I have a sinus infection. There's boogers. And then they go. I, okay, I think it's based off of your insurance. So like it is for more, my employer gives it to me and they like it because it's cheaper. We're self-insured. So they, they want me to use it. I think the doctor also has to embrace it. I think there's, there's, idea. there is limitations on what they can give you. I got some pretty bad poison Ivy once and there was only such there's only so many steroids they can give me before I had to go in. That's actually how I got this scar because I got poison ivy all over my face and this stuck behind. Yeah, I got steroids. I've got a uh, albuterol. I've gotten stuff for pink eye. I've gotten stuff for steroids or yeah. uh, strep. I mean, they can give you so many different things. But yeah, there is going to be a limit to it over there. Like, all right, you need to go in. Yeah. Right. It's funny. But I did, I did I, my I like entire it. COVID thing over telehealth. But uh, when it comes to like, like therapy, which I do regularly, I still like to go in person because for me, I have to like get out of my own environment in order to like mm -hmm. be comfortable, like opening up about stuff. Because otherwise, like I'm in my little like bubble or shell, I guess. So it kind of helps me mentally to go to a different spot. But that's different for everybody. I like the face to face interaction because that like, I don't know, there's like that closeness or something or like that, that like body language helps me better. But I know some people don't. It also makes more it makes more sense for us anyway. We're all in tech. Last thing we should be doing is probably doing it with tech. Right. Screens just stress me out more. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably a bad person for this, but Allie's original job at the hospice house was to do telehealth. She was going to build up the telehealth system and communicate with the people that way. And I always thought to myself, why are you bothering doing this? They're just going to die. Are they going to... Oh. You bring up the iPad and video chat you and be like, today's the day I'm dying. And then that's the end of the technology. Well, so I, dark. Think it's, I mean, it is hospital. <laughs> that's so, so, I'm not even going to go down that road. I'm not, I'm not even going down that road. So I've got another prediction and it's, it's also with healthcare. And I believe that there's going to be a lot more AI powered diagnostics, specifically on oncology and, and disease analysis. Um, like when you go get an MRI, they're going to use AI to help de determine what you have. Mm -hmm. um, I really think it's going to give us a lot more abilities to identify what is wrong with the patient quicker. 
um, and also help the doctors because I'm sorry to say there's a shortage there as well. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I, I got one there as well. I'm going to circle back for a quick second though, because I really think this is going to happen. I think Google's going to get back into the AR game. I think they'll come back to it. I really do. Um, Google <laughs> yep. I think somebody else would do it. I think Google's doesn't have the balls. I, I think they'll do it again. I have a feeling. I don't know why, but I do. Um, and then my, uh, my medical AI predictions, a little bit of a black mirror prediction. And I think with the help of AI, CRISPR research will find a way to pause aging. This one's pushing it a little bit, but I think this is my, again, my black mirror prediction. We're going to have the I am legend and I'm going to turn into a, some creature. I, <laughs> um, I love it. I think John's prediction has promise, but you got to be careful with that because there's already been instances where people have hacked the uh, mm-hmm. x-ray machines and CT machines and put cancer there and taken cancer away from the images. So I could see that becoming a mm-hmm. bigger liability, but at the same time, that might actually get people in medical facilities off of their asses to upgrade the biomedical equipment because that stuff is so archaic and out of date. The majority of it is still running Windows 2000 and Windows XP built in. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that the AI initially will be an offline AI that's going to be built into the MRI machine and everything. And there'll be like database definition updates that we'll have to install on them. I'm hoping that they're not just connected to the internet. Um, but at the same time, I think it does help, you know, pr- provide even more samples to the listing, right? You could take everybody's MRI and say, okay, these people were identified with leukemia. I don't know. I'm just making something up, you know, and then they'll be like, okay, we'll put that in the model and improve it again. Right. It's a good hope, but you know, it's just so terrible. I might be ahead of my time, but it's going to happen. Will not transfer the image to the EMR and people would have to do that manually in, I think both of you, Josh and John, I think both of you are a little ahead of your time. I'm not sure this will happen in 2024, but I do agree that it will happen. CRISPR research, super promising and definitely like AI and stuff. We're already seeing machine learning used in a lot of like statistical analyses of healthcare, like moving into more AI for like faster diagnostics is just the logical next step. The question is, will it happen this year or not? I I don't think it's going to happen in 2024, but I do think it'll happen in the next five years. I think AI already discovered a new antibiotic, didn't it? Yeah. First time in, what, 60 years? Yeah, yeah that's happened like yeah, last that was week, cool. wasn't it? <laughs> Speaking of like things yeah, that I think much. might be ahead of their time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my long shot prediction for 2024 out there. I think Azure is going to surpass AWS on cloud computing market share. Now they're they're kind of close. They're within ten percent of each other, and the growth has been about like one or two percent per year that they take. But I I think Azure and Microsoft are like on the precipice of juggernaut status with things like Microsoft Entra and moving more like of that business management stuff that nobody can really compete with into the cloud. And as they start getting people to abandon like on-prem Active Directory, the same way that they did with Exchange, Azure will become juggernaut status. And I think we're going to see a huge like turning point in 2024 about that. I think you mean force people yep. to the cloud? That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. And it wasn't <laughs> voluntary. 
Honestly, one hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I think if you're unless you're spending millions of dollars in the cloud, there's no reason not to be. It's it's just so much easier. So going with Microsoft, I think Windows 12 is going to be announced, possibly released, but I think it is going to have ads built into it and possibly yeah. a subscription service. Aren't, isn't, aren't ads already built into Windows 11? Kind of, yeah. They're sneaking in. Oh, no, he's going to be right. And there's, it's going to supplement. They're going to come out there and say, hey, instead of subscription service, you can have ads in your browser and ads in your OS. But if you pay us six ninety nine a month or whatever it may be, they'll take them away. Interesting on that, though, because big spenders like Netflix, HBO, Hulu, and all of the others are starting to get rid of their ad-free content. Their premium services are saying you have to have ads now. Suck it. I actually just did a still I just did a Paramount Plus subscription for the first time the other day just to see what they had. And their very first thing on their website is you can do the regular one which has some ads, or you could do the premium one which has limited ads. Like there's no mm-hmm. such thing as a no ads option on that already. I think definitely we're gonna see more follow suit. Uh, and and it's possible too. Like we're going to start seeing like streaming services go more the way that cabling cable did. Like I think you're going to see like a consolidation streaming service where it just gives you access to multiple streaming, just like channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, someday, I don't know if that will happen this year, but someday. You already see Hulu yeah. and uh, Disney Plus merging. Mm-hmm. It's probably happening this year. But those are companies that are owned it's by the same company. Happening. I think we're yeah. going to see some that aren't necessarily owned by the same company. Yeah, they're they're already they're already out there. It's it's you're gonna see more and more partnerships between you, you see, already see it with Warner Brothers and um Paramount Plus right now. They're trying to do that right now as we speak. Um and this this is my world, so I know a lot about this one. And then Amazon is now since they bought Freebie, uh they are now going to have ads on all of their prime material unless you pay an additional two ninety nine to your Amazon subscription to get rid of the ads. Lame. Yeah, I saw that. The ads are coming. So, Will, do you think that generate pushback to the cutting the cord people and have them re-adopt cable television? Nope. Cable television is still too expensive. Mm -hmm. Or is the concept of, you know, having a buffet of channels that you want still appealing to? I think it's going to go a different direction. I think people are just going to stop watching TV. I don't think they're going to stop watching TV at all. I think they're going to stop watching live television. That may be it. The only live television that's going to be around is going to be sporting events. It's Agreed. going to be anything that you can't watch on demand or something you want to watch live, right? Like like a football game. So, um, but all the other stuff, like you're not you're not going to watch the latest episode of Dexter or whatever live. You're going to wait for it to be on demand. Well, even on demand, like with YouTube TV, if you're watching an on-demand episode, it will just pick a random point in the episode and start playing an ad. It'll still be on demand. It will just be, you know, there will be ad supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no avoiding the ads. The ads are going to come. No. no, but I do agree with you, Kenny. There's going to be more of this partnership thing where – you already see it a lot of times. Hey, sign up for Verizon and we'll give you Disney Plus for free. Sign up for this and we'll give you this for free. 
you're going to start seeing more and more of that where it's like, hey, if you sign up for Hulu, you can bundle ESPN and all these other things all at the same time for a little extra. Yeah. There have been some good partnerships like WB and DC. You know, they've made good content. Speaking of. Could you say that like without laughing, you know? See, see, he's laughing. They they did Batman fine. Uh, Speaking of. I I, I turned on the flash. I'm sorry. I have to say this. I turned on the flash the other day because I was like, oh, look, it's on Prime. It just hit the theaters. I turned it off within like five minutes. I was like, this that is terrible. bullshit. This is horrible. That new so, Aquaman movie I went and saw out. just to see. And I was like, it, it's got to at least be fun. It might it might have like some Michael Bay-esque like entertainment to it. No, it was absolute trash. There was nothing redeeming about that movie at all. <laughs> First of all, it's a movie about hey, Aquaman. The dude's superpower is to talk I to I know. Fish. That's awesome. The first one wasn't so bad. Uh, Speaking of WB and DC Comics, uh, one of my predictions is that before James Gunn even has a chance to launch his DC, they're going to sell DC Comics because WB Discovery is broke and they need money. And the only way they're going to find it is selling assets. And I think DC is going to be the one to go because they fuck over DC anyway. That's an interesting one. And Batman brings in money. I I don't know if I agree with that. And only because like IP is the moneymaker, right? Even if they just sell licensing rights to other people, I don't think they'll sell the whole, the whole license. Like, I don't think they'll sell the whole thing. Like, I don't think they'll get rid of the IP. They'll just sell out the licensing rights. Like they do with like Spider-Man from Sony. Although I think they actually bought Spider-Man final. I don't remember, but no, that was Disney that bought, I think Sony. So yeah, they couldn't I, buy just Spider-Man, so they bought the whole company. Yep, pretty much. And personally, I yeah, they they'll probably try that next. They're obviously licensing licensing DC to uh Netflix at the moment, but at some point at some point they either have to license out the use of the characters or they just have to sell them off because they're broke. And it's either that or Harry Potter, which I think they're just going to redo themselves. Speaking of broke companies, I have another prediction. I think Lumen, formerly known as CenturyLink, I think they're going to announce a bankruptcy and or an acquisition this year. Been looking at their finances, they are having a rough time and they've been like breaking their company apart and selling it off in pieces for a while. Even to the point where like my last apartment that I lived at like a year ago, that fiber service that they had there that was through Lumen, like they they've sold that off. Now that's some other company I've never heard of before. Like they're struggling financially, and I don't see I don't see a, a a way out without another company swooping in. A lot of big guys going down. Yeah, there's there's a change in our in our industry. Um, something else that I'm going to throw out there is I think we're going to start seeing a return of crypto. We're going to start seeing not just crypto and in monetary value, but we're going to start seeing crypto lending and insurance. And um challenging the banking industry even further. Um, and so if I had to put a number on my prediction, I say you will see a remarkable growth on Bitcoin this year, 25%. It's kind of already started. So, yeah. Has the government finished regulating that yet <laughs> or even have a framework? Because <laughs> they were, Biden was hell bent on creating some type of regulation around Bitcoin. And I don't know if it has ever came to fruition. The only one that I've seen is they're now taxing it. 
Like if you own any cryptocurrency, you have to claim Returns. it on your taxes. How would they know? I have no idea how they track it. Like if you tell if you don't tell them, how do they find out? I, I don't know. They, I'm not the IRS man. I just know that they require it. Well, that's I'm guessing your returns. Bitcoin, though, is it's anonymous. Is it anonymous? I just thought it was decentralized. Like, I didn't know that it was anonymous. It's pretty anonymous. That's why ransomware uses it so much. Gotcha. Exactly. It can can be anonymous. The thing is, is if you're not smart with it, you can... You could take your wallet and let's say you pull money out of your wallet and put it into your your account all the time through an exchange. Mm-hmm. They can warrant that exchange to figure out, you know, where that money went for that wallet mm-hmm. and actually then do a trace of where that money came from. Mm-hmm. So That's actually how some insurance companies and threat hunting industries have been able to recover money for some of their customers. They follow the wallet and see where the wallet distributes things to. Well, fuck you, John. <laughs> we'll give him a minute (laughs) john i think if your prediction on crypto isn't correct then crypto is never going to succeed like they have to pressure banks using lending or other tools otherwise the concept of a currency in that regard will never hold enough weight to actually be useful so it's it's the logical next step. Hopefully it gets there. Otherwise, in my opinion, it's going to continue to stay in limbo where it's a questionable investment at best. And, you know, I, I really think the the things that are really going to keep it alive too. the first place you're going to start seeing it, Carvana, places like this that you can sell these vehicles online and everything. You're going to start being able to use crypto there. Isn't Carvana a failing company as well? Yes, but I think that's what they're going to do as a <laughs> Hail Mary. <laughs> I did a lot of looking into Carvana like a year ago and I was like, oh God, that company's ass. They're having a hard time. Yeah, and there's, they're not the only ones. There's a few of them that do that, right? Well, and, and that's when the used that. car market was doing really well. Like if you are a mm-hmm. used car like company and you can't do well when the used car market is at the at its peak, like you're doing something drastically wrong. I'm surprised they're still alive. I'm gonna get my last one in here. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to go to it? Doesn't matter. Yankees in the World Series. <laughs> That's all that matters. Goodbye. Fuck baseball. <laughs> Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Doesn't matter. I'm going Ravens with 49. Are the Nuggets a football team? <laughs> <laughs> what did you two just say? <laughs> the abs, man. <laughs> I was asking if the Nuggets were a football team. <laughs> Sure. Goddamn Jets. <laughs> no, I, I think objectively speaking, the 49ers are going to win. I just think they're the best team. Good luck convincing Eagles fans of that before their playoffs game, but I do think it's going to be the Niners. I don't care who they go up against. I, I don't think anybody can hold the torch. Conspiracy theory says it's Baltimore Ravens versus the Niners. Go Niners. <laughs> I love Baltimore. Anybody got another last one? I got one last one I want to end it on. Oh, you want to end it on? All right. I want to end it on Life and Cyber getting a thousand podcast downloads and a thousand subscribers. So, scrap it now. Do it. Do it. Let's get there. Help us out.